Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Dino. I hope you enjoyed part one of our podcast with Maywood Greeley Medical Center. This is part two. In this session, I had a great time recording with Leanne and Kathy. We got more in depth about some ABCs of hand washing and other infection prevention strategies with your environmental services team at your hospital, as well as your quality team. Obviously, the ability to identify and respond quickly to any outbreaks is, and emerging threats is super important, and especially with the growing antibiotic resistance that we've seen mm-hmm. most recently. Uh, how does Mary really identify uh, and respond to potential infection cases? Yeah, um, so we really empower our nursing staff. We really look at signs and symptoms, and based on those, we call it preemptive isolation, basically. So. If somebody has a draining wound and maybe we don't know what it is yet, or somebody has, you know, incontinent diarrhea or, I don't know, coughing a lot and you're not quite sure and you think maybe it's TB, different, different things, we would put them on different types of isolation and then we would do some testing and either keep them on until we rule them out. <laughs> and we really use our electronic health record, I would say, as well and um, collaborate closely with lab and then um, and use our health record as well as we have some like ticket to ride for communication. I think communication is one of our biggest um, strong points that it comes to. Great. That reminds me, my earlier days, I was a patient transporter. Oh, yeah. So you, would, uh, you would get to the room and then you would see those yellow gowns that you'd have to put on. Sure. It'd be really nice if we would have known ahead of time. So <laughs> that way we would have uh, been able to know that we're going into a room that has contact precautions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like looking back now, I feel like that would have been really helpful. But <laughs> how are some ways that you are kind of giving this information to your environmental services mm-hmm. team to be aware of certain contact precautions for rooms? Well, all of our rooms have signage that we use throughout the medical center. Regardless of what the need for the patient is, it can be isolation, type of isolation, MPO. It can just be a host of things. Fall prevention. Fall, yeah. And so um, all employees are trained that that's a stop and look before you enter any room. Absolutely. And then for the patient transporters, we have what we call a ticket to ride that pulls key information from the electronic health record to provide the transporter the information they know to they need to keep themselves in the and the patient in a safe environment. Great. And then as a handoff tool to wherever Absolutely. they're going in a diagnostic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember numerous times I would take them to CT and then they would have to scrub the whole CT room down after. So it, it'd be nice to have that in advance, like the ticket to ride mm-hmm. system that you have here. So mm-hmm. people can be proactive in their approach as to bringing the patient to different areas. That's awesome. What areas of Mary Greeley typically require reevaluation of their infection prevention strategies? So this would basically be your real high-risk areas is what we're looking at frequently. Any procedure-based areas, so the OR, SPD, GI, areas that we really, they have complex equipment, kind of like I mentioned before, so high-level disinfection and sterilization. So again, that kind of goes back to the auditing piece and that we really check them frequently and make sure that they are doing everything that they need to be doing. And nine times out of 10, they are. But again, it's, it's check and reinforce. That and then the other high risk areas would be your immunocompromised patients. So oncology, ICU, both of those areas we spend a little more time, a little more 
you know, not sure. go to any places less than yeah. any other, but you know, absolutely. I, th- I think in those areas, I think reevaluation is necessary, especially we talked about healthcare is constantly changing. We're bringing in new procedures, new development of tools and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's important to keep those systems reevaluated mm-hmm. to make sure that we are preventing infections as much as we can. Yeah. So and then anytime we, you know, have a, a blip, I would say, you know, an uptick, not necessarily an outbreak, but if we have an uptick in C. diff, then we definitely go right back to environmental services and we say, hey, we really need to make sure we're doing everything we can when we isolate, that we do the preemptive isolation, everybody does their hand washing, and we're cleaning appropriately and we're wearing our garbs appropriately. And Yeah, exactly. I think another, uh, another way that we communicate that to keep everybody vigilant, we start every day with an 845 huddle um, and we go over all the safety measures there, talking about number of days since last surgical site infection, pressure injury, that kind of thing. And then all of us leave that huddle and go back and cascade to our team and make it applicable to the work that they do. Um, so it's top of mind every day, the need to be infection free. Mm-hmm. and to be advocates to do what's right for our patients. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Wow. This is my first time in Mary Greeley. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walked in, I was greeted with a nice hand sanitizer. Did one, you use it? I did use it. <laughs> one at the door and then one uh, right by the, the coffee station over there. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one. So I think my first impressions are that infection prevention is very important to Mary Greeley. And that can be seen just walking through the door from mm-hmm. my first experience. So. Mm-hmm. When I think about educating staff with hand washing, mm-hmm. most people think they know how to wash their hands, but mm-hmm. they really don't. How does Mary really effectively communicate proper hand washing techniques? We've done a lot of different things. Yeah. Done the, the dye and have them wash their hands mm-hmm. so they can see what's residing still on their hands. We've put all employees through a training of, you know, the ABCs or happy birthday or whatever song you insert here. And then We tried doing a generic secret shopper program. We had limited results on that. The best results have been to get to a specific uh, role. So for example, environmental services, the last data that came out there of the observations, I think there were 44 maybe, they were at 96% of meeting hand hygiene and doing it in the right place at the right time with the right product, whether it's soap or water needed, whatever, based on where they're at. So it's that constant education and reminding and, and then celebrating the results. Absolutely. Celebrating the results is important. They can uh, begin to not hear you anymore if we're not talking about <sighs> the improvements that we've made. <laughs> yeah. I think when you throw numbers and stuff, people tend to get lost and they forget about the end goal and why, why hand washing is so important. Thinking about patients and families, how do you get hand washing instructions or some type of pamphlet maybe Mm -hmm. for patients and their families when it comes to hand washing? So we have a fantastic new actually program with our case management and part of what, so they, they are seeing every patient at the beginning of their stay all the way through their stay to discharge. And part of that education is hand hygiene. They go through it. We have a nice little standard work that kind of talks about the, the how, because there's actually seven areas of your hands to clean. And most people go, what? There's just a front and a back. Yeah, I do not. Yeah, front and back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there's actually seven. And so we, we show them that just as something different to kind of go, oh, you know, a wake up call. Not necessarily that you have to do that every time when you go home. 
but this is what we want to see here and to be thorough. So we've used that to educate patients. We use that for families. We have, like I said, fabulous case management that that's, they really go all out and teach our patients. Awesome. I think it's overlooked. I really do. I think Mm -hmm. interacting with patients and their families in terms of something as simple as washing your hands, because families walk around, they go to the cafeteria, they go to the bathrooms and and everything. So I think infection prevention starts with everyone that is involved in the hospital, whether you work for it or you're here visiting family members. So I think it's super important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we try to make sure that we have sanitizer available. Yes, I know. I know is that. that pretty much everywhere you turn around, you you run into one if you if you're looking for it, and trying to get a little better, I think, at improving our signage and changing it up more frequently so people will see it. Yeah. Um, again, to because you know once you're here for a while, it kind of gets same old thing, and then you overlook it. Sure. So um, we're trying to improve on that. Mm-hmm. And hygiene is just it's a tough one. You know, you learn it in kindergarten, and you think you know all you need to know. Yeah. But. Uh, it's not quite true. Especially in hospitals, you're working in a fast-paced environment. Mm-hmm. You're going from point A to point B to C to all the way to F, mm-hmm. all G, wherever you're going. <laughs> right. um, washing your hands is uh, super important and overlooked. So, mm-hmm. I think one thing that has also helped Mary greatly get much better at this is the physician engagement and buy-in. I had some physicians that really have championed physicians doing the right thing and performing hand hygiene. Super important. Yeah. 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 Have you seen any uh, physicians that have not been so accepting? (laughs) Oh, never. Never. (laughs) Maybe more troublesome. Unfortunately, they are. We we do look at the data, like Kathy mentioned, and they are our lowest group, which I think if you look at the data for every hospital, that's pretty much true. But then you like to dig a little bit further at the data and say, you know, when is it? Is it before they're doing patient care? No. It's not. Is it if they're just walking in the room and maybe aren't touching anything and really in their head, they're thinking, oh, I don't really, you know, this is a very low risk and I don't need to do this now. And I'm going to do it right when I leave. Sure. Not to give excuses, but we are pretty, I would say our standards are quite, quite high. Good. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it makes it hard to be a hundred percent, but they're always very open. We have a key word that we like to use, foam. Phone. So that way, if you see somebody not doing hand hygiene, you don't have to be uh, what, intrusive. You can just say, hey, phone is a, a quick reminder. Nice. <laughs> you know? I like that. And the expectation for staff is just to say thank you. Yeah. Because everybody forgets. Everybody, yeah. you know, like you said, you're Absolutely. doing a million things, your minds are on something else. Yeah. I read a uh, crazy statistic actually the other week about lab coats, um, oh, physicians yes. and lab coats. Mm-hmm. Right it's one of those things where you don't even think about it, Mm -hmm. but the lab coats go everywhere with them. Ties too. So it's something. So in in Europe, there is something called bare below the elbows. So in Europe, they come to the point where I think a lot of places, they don't allow ties for any physicians or any healthcare worker. They've actually, a lot of physicians have switched to scrubs and they don't allow rings, watches, anything, just, you know, even long sleeves. Yeah. Um, everything because it's like I said, bare below the elbow because of the data that shows. Fortunately, here are physicians. I will say that they get a new lab coat every week that it's cleaned for them every week. So that's better than yeah. I know some there's studies out there. Let's say residents, so trainees who will go months without cleaning. <laughs> so we don't yeah. have that here. Yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's, it is definitely it kind of goes along with the environment. And, you know, um, you can pass things, things in the environment. 
So when you touch. Oh, yeah. I think if you gave me the option between a tie and a scrub, I would take the scrubs all day long. Yeah, so. I know. I, it's, uh, it's that professionalism. Yeah, that's will, definitely. Old but, school. Yeah, yeah. scrubs are great. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for having me out here. You guys are doing amazing work here at Mary Greeley. So keep doing what you're doing because from my point of view, it looks, everything you're doing is great. Thanks for joining our Navigating Within podcast. This is Dino Merhadzik at Mary Greeley. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>